that can save you there's nothing else that can deliver you come on if you believe that come on put your hands together and just thank the Lord come on if you believe that how about you just put your hands together from wherever you are and come on add your voice to it for just a second and just thank the Lord for come on when you were broken and when you didn't have it together that he still gave of himself come on if you're thankful for him if you're thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ so good to be here in the house of the Lord and I'm grateful for the presence and the power of Jesus Christ that never fails that never leaves us that has not forsaken us but through everything and everywhere we go and every issue and every problem every mountaintop and every valley he's right there with us is there anybody grateful for the Lord Jesus Christ working on your behalf Well, you may be seated. It's good to see all of our friends and all of our guests, those that are worshiping from a distance, those that are connecting with us through the various other means, alternative means. It's so good to worship with you. I do want to let you know that we've got a great opportunity for, for you, your family, the community. We've got um, a closed closet today at 2 o'clock. That is going to be open to all of you, your friends. Uh, if you know anybody that uh, is in need of, of some clothes for, for kids and uh, brand new tags on them, um, they'll be off in the side room here starting at 2 o'clock. So tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your Facebook, I don't know, tell somebody. You know. Somehow, however people communicate nowadays, tell them so that they can come and take part in that. So uh, I'm going to jump in. A few weeks ago, I, I got up and, and, and the Lord gave me a word and I was, um, you know, I, I got into it. And y'all know what has been my, my recent uh, track record is I don't get very far. I don't get, I don't get very far. So, um, you know, I've been stewing and brewing uh, over the last few weeks. And, and uh, so we're going to jump in. And we left off, it's 1 Samuel chapter 
number one, um, a very familiar uh, passage of scripture, and we're talking about dreams. And so um, in, in verse number three, it says, year after year, um, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli, were the priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to, to sacrifice, it says he would give uh, the portion that he was supposed to give to, to his wife, Penina, and, and all of her kids, all her babies. And then it says... Um, that, that he would give uh, to his, his other wife, to, to Hannah. It says, but to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her. He cared about her. And, and so he would give her a little extra. He would, would slide a little bit over, a little more over, even though he really wasn't supposed to uh, because, you know, they're supposed to allot it based on, um, you know, the amount of people. And it was just Hannah. She didn't have any kids. And, but he says he would give her a double portion because he cared about her and he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. And so uh, he, he gave her some extra. And so this, it says, but uh, uh, because the Lord had closed her womb, and it says her rival kept provoking her and it kept irritating her and bothering her. Uh, and it says this went on in verse number seven. It says this went on year after year after year. So whenever Hannah, whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, it says her rival Penina would, would provoke her and would bother her and would mess with her and say terrible, ugly things about her uh, year after year. Over and over and over. So Hannah would just be sitting there and, and struggling and frustrated and angry and upset and bothered and, 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 and over and over. And it says, and, and, and she would be provoked till she wept and she could not eat. She was so upset. Penina had gotten so deep under her skin. It had happened over and over. It's been such a struggle for year after year. And it says it got to the point where Hannah couldn't even eat, couldn't even, couldn't, couldn't even bring herself to enjoy this moment. And so verse number eight, it says, and then her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you crying? Why are you crying? Husbands, don't do this. It's terrible. Don't, it's not a good idea. Do not do this. Okay, so just young, young men, as you're coming up, like, don't take this lesson from Elkanah. Don't do this, all right? This is not the way to handle the situation and the circumstance. Elkanah's like, Hannah, why are you still crying? Why are you not eating? I've given you a double portion. I've given you all this extra. Why are you not eating? He says, why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? But the problem was Hannah had this dream, had this desire. And so I'm going to jump out. So let me tell you, I still got a few more, so we may jump into those, you know, as we go. But uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about this idea of a dream. We talked about we've entered into this new season. We're entering into the fall season. How many of you are enjoying the fall weather this week? You know, the, 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 the trees are turning. It is very sopping wet. My shoes were not happy with me. But, you know, we've entered a new season. And we, we talked about the importance of things being new because we get to imagine what the future will hold. We, uh, as we enter a new space in life, as we enter a new experience, we get to reimagine something. And, and this is why dreams are so important. And I'm, when I'm talking about dreams, one of the things I want to make sure that I emphasize, I'm not talking about going to sleep type of dreams 
dreams, you know, uh, dreams about uh, uh, Star Wars and, 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 and you know, that, I'm not talking about those types of dreams. I'm talking about when you're imagining your life as it is and then what it can be. Imagining your world and your circumstances, your family and your children and your finances and your business and all of these things, when you begin to imagine something more than what is right now, that's what happens when we enter a new season. We begin to take inventory of what we have right now, inventory of where we've been, you know, inventory of what we've gone through and all of those things. But then we have the ability and, and we have that, that, that fresh moment where we're able to imagine something new. We're able to imagine something fresh. We're able to they we're able to imagine something that is exciting and we get excited about dreams and, and, and we get excited about the possibility of something new. We get excited about the possibility of the future being great and awesome. And so dreams are important. Dreams have the ability for us to create something out of nothing. We're able to imagine something different. We're able to imagine something being better. We're able to imagine fixes and, 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 and formulas to, to propel us into something greater than what we experience right now. Dreams are important because they're able to propel us into something bigger and better than what we exist in right in this moment. Dreams give us the ability to chart a path forward through the darkness being led by the light of Jesus Christ into what he has called for us to be. You see, dreams are powerful. But dreams also have the ability to be destabilizing. Because when we're dreaming and we're envisioning year after year, we're imagining this this, this expected future, this, this, this grand uh, potential year after year. And we don't see it come to fruition. It begins to erode in our ability to dream. And for me, I've told you before, most of you, like we've had conversations, you know, like I would say that I'm an optimistic realist. Very much so believe in, uh, in, in like, I, I'm very real, I'm very honest. But what I've had to learn is that with the reality of this moment, I can't lose sight of what can be. It does not matter how long I've had to endure this moment, I can't stop believing that God is going to do something incredible in my future. I... I and what happens is when we continue to live in the reality of this moment, when we continue to live in the present of today, when we continue to experience the, the harsh reality of life and, and sin and things of this moment, what ends up happening is when our dreams don't happen and our dreams don't come through to fruition, we begin to just think that this is all that we have. This is all that it will be. This is all that our future will be. This is all that my family will be. This is what my family was. This is what my family is right now. And so since it was and it is, that's what it's going to be. But I can't tell you, I cannot stress to you enough 
that just because yesterday was one way and just because today is some way, that doesn't mean that your tomorrow has to continue in the process. Please hear me today. I know that I, I, I'm going to dig in. I haven't even gotten to my points yet. I promise I'm going to get to my points, but I need somebody to hear me for just a minute. Just because you've experienced the harshness of right now, the reality of right now, does not look grand, does not look great, does not look big. That does not mean that God's not working. That does not mean that God is not moving. That does not mean that God is not bringing about things on your behalf, that God is not blessing you. Hear me today, that Jesus Christ has not left you, he has not forgotten you, but he is still with you right in the middle of the reality of this moment, and because he's with you, you can still dream that there's something big for you, there's something great for you, there's something magnificent in your future. Why? Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, he's the same today, and I promise you, baby, he's going to bring about something magnificent for you tomorrow. If you believe that, put your hands together for just a second. Come on, somebody just engage in that for just a second. If you believe that he's able to transcend the moment of your life, of your neighbor's life, of your children's life, of your future, for just a minute, somebody just engage in a dream right now, saying that right now it does not seem like it's going like I want it to, but God, I believe that you are still able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that I can ask. Come on, somebody, just one second, close your eyes and look beyond right now someone engage in the dreams of God right now for your life it breaks my heart when I find and, and, and hear me this is not judgment I, I, this, is, this, this is not I've been pent up for a couple so I just gotta get a whole bunch of stuff off my chest this isn't judgment to you because I know that I, there are times in my life where I have to go and I'm like Sarah I need you to pray I know that I'm supposed to be a pre I know I'm supposed to do some things but I need you to pray for me right now because listen all I can see is the reality all I can see is the stuff and the trial and the anxiety and the frustration and the fear that's all I can see I need somebody to pray for me right now because listen Listen, I know that the, I'm saying I'm trying to speak life, but all I can feel is the frustration. I'm trying to speak hope, but all I can feel is the despair. Listen, I understand what it's like to have to live through the reality of this moment, but it breaks me when I find that the reality is so crushing that it has snuffed out the dream. Some of us need to re-engage with that childlike like faith that we had back in the day. I know it seemed fanciful when we thought that we could do anything, but hear me. Somebody needs to re-engage with, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I, I know it seems fanciful when your, your parents told you you can grow up to be anything, but somebody needs to grab a hold of this faith right now and say, listen, I know that the enemy is against me, but greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. I know that there's some of you that have been walking through some things and saying, Stefan, you don't know what my journey has been like. You don't know what my struggle has been. You don't know where I've come through. You don't know what I've been through. Let me tell you, but let me, let, somebody needs to hear me. No, I may not know what your yesterday was like, but I do know that he is the God of new beginnings. He is the God of great things. And your latter days will be greater than your, somebody, oh, somebody needs to hear me today. Let me get to these notes so I don't, uh, I'm not a liar to y'all. Let me get to these notes. So let me hear you. Let me, let me tell you this. 
Somebody's been dreaming for years. You've been thinking about it, you've been talking about it, you've been trying to engage with it, and you're frustrated. You've been frustrated because there are people around you that you've seen that have been blessed, that have been, 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 been showered on blessings. They've got blessings on blessings on blessings, stacks on stacks on stacks of blessings, just rolling over and you're looking at them and you're looking at what they've got and you're looking at what they've experienced and you're looking at you and saying, listen, I've had this one little measly dream. I've had this one little measly thing. I've been trying to keep the faith. I've been, Sister Roseanne, I've been trying to keep the light of my faith lit for all of these years, year after year, month after month, service after service, situation after situation, I've been trying to believe that it's going to get off the ground. I've been trying to believe that my kid was going to be healthy. I'm trying to believe that my, 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 my marriage is going to make it. I've been trying to believe that that ministry that I heard about years ago was going to come alive and sprout. I've been trying to believe it, but all I've experienced is the realities of this moment. All I've experienced is the reality of my life, God. There are other people that are doing things. There are other people that are making ways. There are other people that I've seen that I'm able to survive and I'm just barely making on, God. What is going on? And what we fail to realize is that Hannah, year after year, was sitting up there looking at her penina, just looking at all of her blessing and all of the things that she did. And she's looking and saying, why can't I just get it? And Penina's looking, look at what I got. Look at what's going on. Look at what's happening. And year after year, it says that, that Hannah was was provoked and, and Hannah was prodded and Hannah was annoyed and Hannah was bothered. Some of us don't understand. You are finding the irritation frustrating. You're finding the irritation overwhelming. But what you have to understand is that the irritation is best for you to get to the place where God is going to bless you. Some of you have been experiencing some irritation, some frustration, being bothered, being overwhelmed, not feeling like you are progressing. But let me tell you, God is working in that irritation to push you into the blessing that you will never ever be able to contain. Don't try and get rid of the irritation. Don't try to get rid of the provocation. But someone needs to embrace that process because God is doing something incredible in that process. If you allow yourself to be used by God in that moment of provoking, in that moment of provocation, if you say, God, I don't know why I'm here. I don't understand why I have to go through this but God your word says that all things work together for the good and so God I know that you're going to bring something good I know that you're going to bring something holy I know you're going to bring something mighty I know this doesn't feel great but God you must be in it if you got me going through it you are right here in it with me someone needs to embrace the irritation and understand that God has not left you he has not abandoned you but he is right there with you his word says until the very ends of the age. Provocation. It's that cocoon, that chrysalis that we develop our faith in. You see, God is trying to remind some of you that, listen, this battle's not yours. Some of you, we, I, I said this a few weeks ago, we're okay when we're f being fought. We understand, listen, I've got this sickness and 
God, I'm going to give it over to you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to just believe. I'm going to pray about it. And, you know, we're good. But we don't understand that those things that we've been holding on to that maybe we haven't even spoken about, those things belong to the hand of God as well. That frustration that you're feeling because stuff hasn't happened yet, that's still a battle that belongs in the hand of the Lord. That thing that maybe you were, you know, you were a teenager and you felt that call to ministry and now you're in middle age and you're trying to figure out, God, I felt it way back then. I, well, maybe it just was bad. Maybe it was one of those midnight dreams, you know. Maybe it wasn't a real dream, but God is still trying to tell you that this frustration and this irritation, listen, that's a part of the process. Hand that on over to God. Hand that on over to Jesus. Hand, put that in the hand of the Lord. I, it's not just about fighting and battles and, and war, but some of you have to understand that the, 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 the process to ministry, that is also that the, the, the creation and the formulation of a dream, of, of fulfilling a dream, that also is a battle because, listen, the enemy of your soul does not want your dreams to be accomplished. The enemy of your soul does not want you to live in the dream that God has given you. That expected future that he talked about in Jeremiah, the enemy of your soul does not want you to live in that place. He wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And some of you have to understand that it is truly a fight for you to live in the dream that God has given you. It is truly a battle for you to exist and operate in that place, in that word that God has given you. So some of us need to hand some things over to God and saying, I listen, I know it's not, uh, it, it, it's not, it doesn't seem like it may be that big, but, but, but God, I need to give this over to you because that's the only way it's going to come about when you find it in the hands of God. So hear me. Oh, I got, I got, I got to, I got to keep going because that was only point number one. Whew. So hear me. Provocation is part of the process. Trials and circumstances. Let me tell you, some young people, I need you to hear me today. There are some of us that are getting started on this journey, young in faith, young in age, and you're trying to figure out what it is to, to live for God, to operate in the ministry of God, to, to follow after the will of God. Let me tell you, you will have trials. You will have tribulations. You will have uncertainty. You will have issues. This world, the reality of your world will be that there will be stuff you're going to confront that you don't know how to do. But let me tell you, Jesus said it this way, Brother Carl, he says, but, but take heart. Why? Because I've overcome the world. Some of you have to understand that it's not about you. Just keep on trusting the Word of God. Keep on digging into the Word of God. Keep on following after the will of God. Keep on with everything you seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and you will find yourself operating and living in the dream that you only thought was something you could imagine. If you find yourself connected with what God has for your life the trials will come, the tribulations will come, the fire will come but you will be tested and come out as pure gold. Why? Because God is going to bring it about. God will make it happen. God will do a work. God will make a way in your life. It's not about your, it's not by power. It's not by might. It's not by strength. It's not by intellect. It's not by capital. It's not by money, but it's by his spirit. Someone needs to understand today that your dreams and the things that you had locked up in you will be brought about by the power of God. So don't worry about being provoked. Don't grow tired of irritation because that's part of progress. And so let me tell you what happens.
Pastor, in my life, that when, when I go through these things, when I'm, when I'm taking inventory of the day, when I'm engaging with my, I don't know, reality, I begin to lose sight of the fact that there can be more. Sister Brandy, I, I often find that in my own, and so I'm, I'm going to just talk about me because y'all are all wonderful and you got it together. Y'all is all got it. You got it together. But I often find that when I get to some semblance of, of comfort and normalcy and of comfort, right? right? When I get to that place, I just accumulate everything that's just going to make me feel all right. My job, my status, right? The material things. And I just say, like, this is enough. And not only do I say this is enough, but sometimes I feel guilty about asking for more. Has anybody ever just looked and just been like, I'm so blessed? Anybody ever been there? Has anybody just taken inventory of your life and just be like, listen, I'm blessed beyond anything I could ever imagine? I've told you before, like Sarah and I will sometimes, we'll just be sitting and we'll look and we'll both have tears in our eyes. And I do not do what Alkina did and said, why are you weeping? Do not do that. We'll look at each other and she'll tell you. We'll just be like, we are so blessed. And Brother Carl, one of the things I'm guilty of is I'm grateful for my blessing. Brother Anthony, I'm, 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 I'm very thankful. But then I feel guilty when I begin to think about, well, what if this was different? What if I had that? You see, I remember being younger, and I've told you from up here, like there were so many things that I asked God for. There are so many things. I remember I was younger. I was sitting right over here. And I felt God calling me to ministry. And you see, I would look around at Pastor. I would look in, and I would see other people that I thought were called to ministry. And I would look at all the qualifications of being called to ministry. I would, I would, I would, I would look. And because of who I am, I would make my lists. You've got to have a good voice to be a minister. And so I'd, I'd be at home and I'd practice. You know. Y'all think I'm kidding. And I'd practice. I promise you I've never used that in reality, ever. That is a skill that I've practiced and I've never used it. I would think that you had to come from a, a good family. And when I thought about that, like, it was like, like a good family for me in that moment was like a, a, a family that has a lineage of, of people in ministry. And so I could practice the voice, but I couldn't practice having the lineage. Sister so Brennan, I could practice some things. I could get the right clothes. I could get the, top, the, the knot on my tie right which is, again, a skill I don't ever use. But there were some things I couldn't practice my way into. 
And so what ended up happening is, I said that this dream isn't for me. My life and the place I'm at, it doesn't stack up to somebody that's able to have this dream. You see, I need someone to hear me. And, and I'm going to almost be close to being done. That's what I'm going to be. I'm going to be close to being almost done. Brother Carl, I need somebody to realize that you are blessed, that you are anointed, that you are called. And your checklist may not be all filled out. But hear me, that doesn't preclude you from dreaming. Just because you're not in this perfect place in life, that doesn't mean that you're not able to dream. Brother Carl, just because everything, you don't have all the ducks in a row, that doesn't mean that you have to stop dreaming. You don't have to wait for your life to get all right. You don't have to wait for the stuff to, to get, you know, put in order. You don't have to wait for things to be, be all set. And you don't have to wait for you to have that, uh, that status and that position and, and for things to get in this certain place of stability for then you to start engage in dreaming. Someone needs to start again today. Someone believed the lie like I did and said, well, this isn't for me. And you pushed back from the table and said, I need to settle for comfort. Somebody has pushed back from the table and said, God, I, listen, this isn't for me. God, I don't have my stuff together enough for me to imagine being in a healthy relationship. God, that's not for me. God, I don't have the skill, I don't have the pedigree, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the understanding to be an active member of ministry. That's not for me. Elkanah asked Hannah, aren't I enough? Why do you continue to cry and, 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 and why do you continue to seek after this stuff? Isn't what you have enough? Why don't you just be happy with this moment? Some of us need to understand that this moment's not enough. What I have right now is not enough. What I'm doing right now is not enough. You see, Jesus said this. He says, you see these things that I'm doing? Even greater things will you do. Somebody has to understand that those greater things he's talking about, those are for you. Those greater things, those greater places that he's talking about, those are, are for you. He's calling you to continue to operate in gifts that are bigger than anything you could have ever imagined. Operate in places that are broader and bigger than everything you could ever put together that are bigger than your moment that are bigger than your past, that are bigger than your pedigree, that are bigger than your skills, that are bigger than your place, that are bigger than right now, let me tell you, you've got to engage with your 
your dreams because God has called you to do something bigger than right now, bigger than yesterday. God has called you to operate in the supernatural. And the only way to do that is to dream big, to dream something bigger than right now. Somebody's got to engage with your dreams. Somebody's got to start dreaming again. Somebody's got to start imagining that God is going to use me for something big right now. And let me tell you this. Sister Tabitha, you can come. Now I'm done. I've learned that being irritated is part of the process. Being frustrated and, and, and just, and I don't mean just being like a jerk, like that's not part of the process. You need to pray about that and get your attitude right. Okay, let me tell you, because that is not of God. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. And for those that say, well, this is who I am, listen, you need to say, God, change me. Change me, Lord. <laughs> but that inner frustration, that frustration that, oh, I got to move, I got to do something. Listen, I understand that that's part of the process. I understand that life is telling me that you know what, this is all that you got. This is all that it is, but God has called us to more. But Hannah, what I've learned about dreams, what I've learned about faith, is that it's not a stationary thing. Pastor, it's not one of those things where I'm just going to believe that God's going to do something great let me watch it happen. You see, Hannah, year after year, would sit under the ridicule, the abuse, the frustration, the irritation. Penina would give her the business year after year, like clockwork. Some of you know what it's like you know what it's like to, every day, like clockwork, to hear those voices in your head. You're not good enough. You don't have enough. You know what it's like, day after day. Same old issue. Same issue. Different day. You know what it's like to then just look around and say, listen, I cannot, I'm not moving anymore, I can't. I'm gonna just hold on to what I have. And you see, Hannah could have done that, lived out her life. She got her double portion. She had a husband that loved her. There were good things in her life. But there was something in her that said that this isn't enough. And so what it says is that one day, Penina's given her the business. She's frustrated and overwhelmed. Something in Hannah's soul says, I can't do this anymore. I can't just sit here and just 
just experience this. There's something different. I, 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 there's got to be something different. And so in verse 9, it says that once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, just like all the other years, it says Hannah, she stood up. You see, Hannah's looking around and saying, you know what? I need something different. I need something different than what I have right now. And so she just made a little change. She didn't make a public declaration. She didn't put everybody on notice and say, Panina, let me just say it one more time. Say it one more again. Brother Matt, all it says is she stood up. Some of you are like, Stefan, I don't have the strength to fight. I don't have the strength to change all of this. I feel you. Here's what I'm going to ask. Do you have the strength to stand? I'm not asking you to go on a 30-day campaign and, and, and let's figure out all the, 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 the logistics for making a change in your life. No. Can you stand? But it wasn't just that she stood. It's where she went when she stood. It says that she went to the altar. It says she cried and she prayed. It says Eli the priest looked at her like, Sis, I don't need you to be up in here drunk, okay? I need you to get your life together. Sis, tapped her on the shoulder. Ma'am, stop drinking. That's what it says. Didn't understand that she didn't have the strength to even verbalize what was happening. All she could do was groan. All she could do was stand. Some of you are in the fight for your family. You've got this glimmer of a dream of what it can be. You're looking around and saying, this isn't it. Day after day, year after year, generation after generation, the same old story, different day. But today can be the day that something shifts. There are some of you that have a dream for ministry. Day after day, same issue, same problem, same deficiency. Same circumstance, same frustration, different day. But God is asking, who will stand? Who will stand? Because let me tell you this, 
Hannah stood and prayed. Said, God, I'm giving this all to you. If you fulfill this dream, it's all yours. Here's what happens when you decide that, listen, I'm going to be, I'm going to understand that irritation is part of the process. Let me tell you what happens when you begin to engage in your dream when everything tells you to stop. When you begin to be like, listen, there's something more. When like Jesus said to Peter, Satan desires to have you, to sift you, to sweet, to cut you down. When you still are willing to stand, here's what happened. You see, we talk a lot about David. We talk about mighty man of valor. He led, he's a foreshadow of Jesus. In that lineage of Jesus, hallelujah. But there would be no David without a Samuel who would come by and anoint him and say, God, are you sure? God, are you sure this is the one? Because listen, there's some stronger people, there are some, some, some wiser people, there's some older people, there's some more prepared people. And he heard the voice of God. And God says, that's the one, the little ready one, that little, that little skinny one, that one that's been in the field that's dirty, that's the one. And there'd be no Samuel if there wasn't a mom, if there wasn't a Hannah that had a little glimpse of a dream. Some of you don't understand that that little thing that's locked up in you God wants to use it to change the trajectory of the world. Some of you are just looking at your circumstances and saying, God, I'm nothing, I'm broken. Hannah said, listen, Eli, I'm not drunk. I'm, I'm, I, this is all anguish and brokenness. God uses broken people and broken things, and broken places, and broken dreams to set up something that will truly change the world. But it requires somebody to stand. It requires some husbands and wives to say, listen, there are some things that are fighting us, but listen, I believe that we're gonna make it. It requires some, some parents to say, listen, my babies are fight, they're, they're fighting for their lives. But you know what? I believe that there's something bigger for them. So we're going to stand today. Some business owners that say, listen, I understand that there's some stuff going on, but you know what? We're going to stand today. As the worship team comes... As we all stand all over. It says that just a couple verses or chapters later, the Lord speaking to Samuel the Lord is speaking in, in ways that 
haven't been done in a long time. Eli looks at Samuel and says, dude, I'm not calling you, but here's what you need to do. Next time you hear it, say, here I am, Lord, thy servant. That moment catapults Samuel into a life that changes the course of a country, of a nation. There are some of you today that God's been knocking at your door, tapping on your shoulder, waking you up in the middle of the night. There are some of you been driving and you're like, what is this? What is going on? Let me tell you, because you are the result of somebody's prayer. Somebody has prayed for you. You are the fruition of someone else's dream. There are some of you that are looking around and saying, do you feel this? Because I'm feeling something incredible. And let me tell you, because you are the culmination of somebody's dream. What is locked up in you and what is, what is birthed in you is the fruition of somebody's prayers. I say this all the time. Who I am today, the things I'm able to accomplish today, the, the stuff that I'm able to do today, is because way back in the day, my mama would come and pray for me in the middle of the night. Do you know how freaky it is to wake up with somebody speaking in tongues over you in the middle of the night? But let me tell you, I am because somebody dreamed. I am because somebody dreamed. God wants to do incredible things. They're about to sing. I'm done. I'm off book, way off book. This is not in my notes. But let me tell you, don't Stop dreaming. Don't stop standing. Don't stop praying. Because Sister Raquel, let me tell you, that's how nations are changed. That's how lives are changed. That's how futures are shifted. So they're going to sing, and I'm going to invite you to come there are some of you that are just saying, Stefan, this is the only way I'm going to survive. This is what standing looks for me, and that's okay. I'm going to invite you to come from wherever you are. I'm going to invite some families to come. I'm going to invite some husbands and wives to team up today and say, listen, there are things that are trying to break us apart, but listen, we're going to stand together. There's some young people that are walking into campuses and schools and things and stuff. I'm going to invite you to come. There are some people here today that you're like, I don't know what is going on, but there's something. Let me tell you, I'm going to invite you to come. And there are going to be some leaders here. There's some leaders that are, that are here, and we're happy to pray with you. 
But let me tell you, there is something more on the horizon. There is something more in your future. There is something more in your tomorrow. Jesus Christ is going to do incredible things in you. But don't stop Don't stop dreaming. From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. Move the immovable. Break the unbreakable. God, we believe. Yes, we do. God, we believe for it. From the impossible, we'll see a miracle. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. Move the immovable. Break the unbreakable. God, we believe. God, we believe for it. From the impossible. We'll see a mirror.